and we're live. Welcome to Painkiller Nearly, episode 26. You got Kyle and Woody shooting the breeze. 26 of these. Yes. Very nice. Yeah, half a year. Exactly. So, yeah. boom. So let's hear the joke. All right. Um, here it is, all queued up. There once was a farmer who was raising three daughters on his own. He was really concerned about their well-being and did his best to watch out for them. As they entered their late teens and the girls dated on this particular evening, all three girls were going out on a date. This is the first time this happened, and as it was his custom, he would greet the young suitor at the door holding his shotgun. Not to menace or threaten them, but just to ensure that the young man knew who was boss. So the doorbell rang, and the first of the boys arrived. The father answered the door, and the lad said, My name is Joe. I'm here for Flo. We're going to the show. Is she ready to go? The father looked him over and sent them on their way. The next lad arrived. He said, Hey, my name's Eddie. I'm here for Betty. We want to get some spaghetti. Is she ready? The father felt that once again, this was okay too. So the two kids went off. Finally, the young man opened the door and the farmer was there. And the boy started off, Hi, my name's Chuck. And the farmer shot him. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was a good one. Well, good I'll one. do worse next time. Yeah, you're going to have to try harder. Yeah, I'll step it up. Um, so I have one thing on my head that I read today. So... Uh, Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz is like 30, 31. He's a UFC fighter. And um, he's been a UFC fighter since he was young. Sometimes people get into the UFC at like 30 years old. But in his case, I think he was 19 or 20 when he just like first broke into the UFC scene. He has been doing nothing but training and fighting forever. There was always a fight coming up, always kind of a mission, etc. And he's thinking about retiring. Now, it's worth noting this guy's thought about retiring a couple times before. But he said something that was interesting to me. He's like, man, I've been doing nothing but fight and train and fight and train my whole life now. And he's like, I, I look around and realize how much I missed. You know, like he, he hasn't had like many relationships with girls. He certainly hasn't started any kind of family. Um, you know, in, in a lot of cases, like even though he was wealthy, he still lived like in the hood, like in this lousy thing. Uh, in a in a little apartment that he rented with his bike inside and stuff and you know because he's a triathlete and um he just never had time to like go like real estate shopping or shopping at all like he he doesn't really <laughs> know like going to a mall or anything and he trains so hard he kind of it's a lot of training he's doing he he doesn't know how to go to the mall well like <laughs> the thing is like he, apparently he works so hard that it's it's not just all the time but the energy is going towards it like when he finishes his training may I'll call it like 4 p.m. or something he comes home and collapses and just like chills and prepares himself for the next day's worth of training and um well I've never trained that hard I've worked that hard, you know, usually I'd have two jobs or I'd have a job and I'd have school at night or, or something like that, where I really didn't have time for anything in my life except work. And, um, uh, oh yeah, I guess it kind of, maybe I'm stretching it cause I do have a family and everything, but, uh, it was like, huh, I can kind of, he, the, the way that he, it came across, like, uh, it reminded me of my last days at Cisco. Like, I, I feel like, like what happened is I, 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 I saw I had sat there working in a cube for like 20 years basically 20 years in a cube not all of it at Cisco but you know between one cube or another a little workplace 
and uh, I'm gonna try to do this on my webcam, right? I, I like at one point I just pop my head out. I can't pop my head out, you know, looking around, looking around, seeing like what the deal was, like a rabbit in in his hole or or a groundhog, and it was like, whoa, there's a whole life outside here. Like I had no idea that people existed who weren't trapped in cubes, and. Uh, <laughs> In, like, and, and you actually, I've told this many times, but you were one of the people that woke me up. You know, you and your stupid pickup truck filled with like watermelons and explosives and you're like another day at the office. And it was like, ah, oh, I remember I, as I received that text, I was in a meeting and uh, a lot of my meetings at the time, I don't want this to come off as like racist or anything, but, but the nature of Cisco IT is it would be me and like seven Indian architects and like, you know, like the, oftentimes they didn't have Cisco's best interest in mind. Uh, sometimes they weren't employees, right? And so that's sort of natural. Sometimes they were and they were just kind of selfish, but you know, they, they would make bad technology decisions to benefit themselves or boost their resume or whatever. And, um, and I, it, it, they're also, re, it was draining to participate in like these meetings with non-English speakers. Like it requires an extra level of attention to sort of like understand everything that they're saying. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just like sucking the soul out of me. And uh, like I'm, I'm there, I'm fighting the good fight and, <laughs> and they're not. Why don't I have watermelons? <laughs> there are no watermelons in my workday whatsoever. None. And Ever. Yeah. And, and it, it was like, it just, your text came in at a weak moment. It was like, ah, I got to make a change. You know, I got to make something happen. <laughs> and, uh, Nick Diaz just lost a fight to a, to a steroid user. And, um, it's fuck Anderson Silva tarnished legacy. Screw him. Um, but, uh, yeah, he did. He just lost to some guy on, on several different kinds of steroids simultaneously. But, yeah, I remember the, the one of them in particular, the, the one that I saw in the article, uh, what they said that it did, that what he would have benefited most from was that it allowed him to stay strong during his cut so he could he could, uh, he could could cut weight, go without working out, and, and not drop any uh, muscle or strength. And, yeah, uh, yeah, he could do his weight cut without losing any muscle or strength, like you said. And there was another one. And he was on two kinds of steroids at the same time. Now, huge fairness, advantage. Nick was on pot, but that's not a huge advantage. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see him talk about it. He's like, I was out there a little stoned, and all of a sudden, here comes He-Man, master of the universe, pumped up with everything you can imagine, like right. fucking Draco from Rocky IV. <laughs> I didn't even really want to fight, to be honest with you. I don't <laughs> have a toke. <laughs> chill, bro, chill, chill. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious that Nick, he tested positive for pot and the other guy tested yeah. positive for Nick totally would have passed steroids. the bong if he wanted. <laughs> he's got he's got millions. That's hilarious. I I but it, it, I wish I, they would be harder on steroids in the UFC. I I don't really hear anything coming out of that. What, what's the punishment? Like what's going to happen now? So, um sometimes they take a a piece of your purse like i think at first offense it might be 10 percent, and it can go up to 30 you know later on um and the other thing they do is they they suspend you for a while but the trouble is it's not like football like, like american football i'm talking about or i guess any of them work but if you get suspended for four months as an american football player you're fucked dude like they're playing every weekend if you get mm -hmm. suspended for like six months or nine months as a ufc fighter well, it might be a blessing yeah it's about the gap you, you were might targeting come 
Yeah, you might come back and be like, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm all healed up. I'm 100%. And I'm stronger than I've ever been after that, six months of hitting the gym. Like, like now I'm... Like, like every so often, some guy will have like a knee injury or something. And he's like, you yeah. know what? Like, I haven't been able to turn my neck all the way in three years. <laughs> and now I can. Look at me. And I've had this finger that's been jammed and, you know, like just has never kind of fully healed. And now that I was forced to take a break for this knee injury... I, like my whole body is at a hundred percent. I'm glad I had kind of a break mid career. Um, you know, that, that might happen. Like I could totally see that. But, um, the thing is when you force a guy to take six months off who fights twice a year, you kind of haven't punished him at all. Yeah. Yeah, so that's very true. Um, you gotta start. You you gotta take some some. You gotta take his belt away. You gotta uh. You gotta you know ban him from a weight class or something. You've gotta really lay something down on him. Eighteen months. You know that kind of thing comes to mind. Yeah, something like that. Something that would t you know take a year out of his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. I mean, because these guys fight twice a year. You take six months away. Well, you didn't really take anything away at all. Mm -hmm. You take eighteen months away, and all of a sudden you're like, ah, that whole like twenty-nine year old thing. I didn't fight when I was twenty-nine. I got an eighteen-month yeah. belt. You know, it sucks. Yeah, you could you could end up being like Muhammad Ali. You know, out of the game during the prime of your career. Mm-hmm. That would be a, more of a deterrent, and in a sport like fighting, like 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 the UFC is, don't steroids seem that much more yeah, wrong? Right, they're you not know, hitting golf hit balls out there. Like, like he's not knocking the skin off of a baseball. He's knocking the skin off somebody's head. Yeah, it's, um, GSP it was like, you know, this guy was basically a biological weapon out there in the octagon, and you know that's wrong. It's, it's one of the reasons GSP re retired. Uh, John St. Pierre, or George St. Pierre. George. My bad. My bad. Uh, anyway, um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, but back to Nick. I, I thought it was super interesting that he wants to retire and he's sort of like, he's just looking up at not a life wasted. I don't think that's the term he'd use either, but just a life so dedicated that he missed out on things that everyone else does and takes for granted. He's got plenty of time left. There's not, there's not much. You can... Yeah, he's 30. Kid. There's plenty of things that you can do pretty much everything that you can do in your 20s and your 30s, especially if you're a professional athlete. Like, yeah, it's right. not like he's... He he's gonna be able to mountain bike and you know run and jump and play and do all the things any twenty year old could do well into his forties, fifties, and probably sixties as long as he doesn't fall apart. Plus, you know, if he wants to start life over, like you know, like like you know, I'm thirty. I feel like a no, 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 dude. Just pick up a twenty four year old girl and start like you're there. <laughs> you know, Nick Diaz can pull twenty four year old tail. I'm sure of it. He's handsome. He's a professional athlete. And he's rich. Girls like he, those things. I'm sure he could get himself a lady. I, I don't think that's his problem. Surely he didn't mention that. He's like, oh, I can't find a new woman. I'm sure that's not. I think he did issues. mention not doing a family though. Yeah. And, and, but to me, it's like you know, you know if you're a, a slightly chubby, uh, you know, paralegal, then you got to get yourself a 30 year old just like you are. If you're Nick Diaz, me, just keep, just make sure she's legal. Don't go all Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can pick whatever you want. What did Seinfeld do? Didn't he date like a fourteen year old? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, I'm googling this because I think I'm right. Are you? Are you perhaps thinking about Woody Allen and? That he uh, he ended up hooking up and I think maybe marrying his adopted daughter later in life. 
Uh, I'm thinking of Seinfeld. Let me see. I'm just reading this for the first time. Hopefully I don't flub it. Seinfeld was at the peak of success when he started... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me start over. Jerry Seinfeld was at the peak of his success while starring in his iconic TV series, Seinfeld. And he had his pick of the ladies. Not that there was anything wrong with that. <laughs> However, the one that called his eye was in Central Park in 1993 was Shosanna Lonstein. She was 17 and a, pri and a senior at the private Nightingale Bamford School in Manhattan. Seinfeld was 38 at the time. Lonestein embarked on a five-year relationship in which she openly gushed, I'm sorry, in which he openly gushed about his young love, calling her the most wonderful girl in the world, and addressing the age issues by saying, Shoshana is a person, not an age. We just get along. You can hear the click. But not long after mm. she moved to L.A. to attend UCLA and explore their relationship, he called it quits. He's, she's now a fashion designer. I felt like I was losing myself, said Seinfeld, whom she called a workaholic. I mean, school's fine, but you need more. And there wasn't much else, so I worked a lot. Seinfeld went on to marry his current wife, Jessica, in 1998. That wasn't without controversy either. They met weeks after Jessica had married someone else. Then she quickly filed for divorce. Huh. I don't know. I'm mixed up. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so she was 17, not 14. I swear there is some talk of younger than 17. Maybe they just exaggerated. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, I did not know that about him. Yeah, this uh, is a whole. Here's a second source. Yeah, yeah. He dated the 17 year old. 14 thing is just wrong. Yeah, 17 so. for sure. Um. So yeah, Seinfeld dated the 17 year old. I forgot how we got on that topic. Keeping it. Hmm. Nick Diaz. Oh, and... we were saying that Nick Diaz could still get a young girl. Hmm. That's right. I think I said don't go Seinfeld on it because Seinfeld dates yeah. girls who aren't legal yet. Um, yeah, not legal, actually. 17 was probably legal, and it depends on what state. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the rules. I think that, like, they, Jersey they and North came... Carolina, I remember being the same. And I think when you're 14, you can consent, but you can only consent to someone within four years of you. And, the, and it goes by birthday. So if you're 14 and he's 15, I'm sorry, and he's 18... Then you got to start checking the birthday because <laughs> if he's 18 in two months and you just turned 14, that's not good. But um, it's four years to the birthday. And then at some point you can just consent to anybody. And that might be 16 or it might be 18. I forget. Mm. I think I think maybe it, it would be different from state to state, though. It's, you know, there, I'm sure there are states where you can date younger people regardless of the gap between the two of you or maybe where the gap doesn't matter. So that I, I'm sure he didn't break any law. Surely Seinfeld's not hooking up with a 17-year-old when he knows that she could turn around and call statutory rape on him. And oh, look! See, this ties into the rumor. In New York State, a person who's under 16 but older than 13 can consent to have sex with the person no more four years older. Right. Mm -hmm. So between 13 and under 16. 16, which I guess is 15, um, you can consent, but you have to be close enough. Um, if they're under 17, uh, this thing doesn't have the whole text to it, but there's something that happens at 17 that lets you date anybody. Yeah. Okay, good. The, but I'm that's the thing, that. because the rumor was they dated for years before she was 17 and then went public once she got legal. Hmm. And... I don't know what's true. 
you know, well, in Game of Thrones, it wouldn't have even mattered. Uh, the only, there's only one question. Has she had her blood yet? That's all I care about. <laughs> I bet she did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, that lady's gorgeous. She, has she, she been visited like... by her flower? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, has she had her Are blood Are you still yet? ripping through those books? Oh, like a demon. Let's see where I am. I'm, uh, I'm a, I think, let's see here. Yeah, I am 13 hours and 10 minutes into the second book. That is 35% of the second book. So there's 24 more hours left to go. I am just totally not hanging with you. I am listening to the book at least an hour every day. Oh, that's cute. Exactly, right? That mm-hmm. is, I am 11 hours into the first book. 11 hours, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it's not getting it done. You... Yeah, I um I listen to it pretty much whenever I've got free time. If there's anything I can multitask and and listen to it, I'm doing it. Uh, I'm not watching any TV. I'm just listening to this and uh, and definitely the entire time I'm in the car, which is usually a lot. I had to drive, probably drove an hour and a half today. See, I, if I multitask, I I need to give it more attention to, so that I can follow it. Like I already yeah, don't I have to be careful it. about that. But it's funny. I I've been doing some like introspection lately, like. Am I stupid? Like, that's what I'm asking myself, <laughs> right? Am I stupid? Because there's some shit that happens in my head that doesn't happen to other people, okay? I'll rattle some off. Um, one very clearly is names, right? Like, other people hear someone's name and then they keep it. Me, fuck if I know, right? It'll be years before I burn in a name sometimes. Another one is uh, directions, right? Like, I'll drive a place, and the people will foolishly assume I know how to go there. <laughs> You're cute. Fifth, sixth trip, and I'll know how to go there. Um, there. There's evidence to the other side, though, that I'm not dumb, right? I can keep up with relatively complicated topics. Uh, some of the, the schooling that I've done, right, I'm probably top 5% of the population in terms of, like, education, you know, with three college degrees. Um mm-hmm. College doesn't mean smart, but it, it means it does, educated. It, it means educated. But I also like there's a certain like like to, to finish all that, there's a certain like at least minimum level intelligence of, required, yeah. Yeah, of cognitive horsepower just to pass all the coursework, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean that everyone who didn't get it couldn't have done it. It just means that everyone who did get it had at least that. So sure. um uh but like I, I I sometimes you know, so I watch UFC a lot, right? And I watch fighters and stuff. And I think, what's it like to be in the head of Chuck Liddell, right? Because um, Chuck Liddell is one of the guys that that's often referred to as had a little brain damage from all the punching he's had. And um, I'm like, you know, does he does he recognize the difference? Like, does he know that? Like, when he can't find his car keys every morning, does he know that that's not normal? And uh, I made I that think up. You can feel but... it. I think you can feel when you're when you're not as smart, and, and because. Okay, so there are definitely, and I think it's all relative. So there are people that I run into that I have conversations with, and in my head I'm like, I'm smarter than this person on every wavelength that exists. I'm at an <laughs> intelligence just like light. There are many different wavelengths of it. There's infrared, there's the visible spectrum, there's x-ray. There's lots of different ways to be intelligent. Mm-hmm. But I'm, this guy is just flat on all the, all the spectrums. I can tell. <laughs> He's dim. I'm like, this guy is not as bright as I am. He would not be able to solve a complex problem, an equation, he wouldn't be able to learn physics as fast as I would. And, and, and if he tried as hard as he could, he still couldn't as fast as I could. 
And in the same way, I, I know that there are people who would who would feel the same way about me. They would talk to me and be like, mm, he's just no, he's just he doesn't know anything about political science and he didn't go he didn't go here and he didn't do this and he can't understand when we talk about this. And I'm sure there are people who look down on me as being just as unintelligent as I look down on that other guy who can't put three words in a Poor row in a sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not Jeremy, maybe not Jeremy. Right, Jeremy's we specifically sure. talking about Jeremy. It was Jeremy. You know, there are people, regardless. So, so I think it's all relative. Um, there's a couple of wavelengths of intelligence that I notice you struggle with. Um, the name thing, in particular, like if you could tell me what the Onion Knight's full name was, I'd kiss your ass. There's no way you know. You don't know that guy's name. The Onion Knight? Is this a Game yeah. of Thrones character? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, Stannis Baratheon's uh, hand. You're safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, he's Sir Davos Seaworth. He's the Onion Knight. He's he's got now, the black banner with the ship and the. So onion. I was I was talking about introspection earlier, and I I think to myself like it's not that I can't learn these things, it's that I rarely like devote my attention and concentration towards something long enough to do it. Like when we watch movies together. My thinking cap is off. I set that shit aside. <laughs> I got my feet up. I sometimes sleep and come back out of it. Like, it's, you know. It, that like, last one was hilarious. <laughs> you were snoring and, and, like, like you would come back from the snoring and be, like, kind of kind of chuckle about it. And then, like, five minutes later, you're back snoring again. It was you know great. sleeping with Jeff, the, the Squarespace thing? Yeah. I did Sleeping with Woody. I got the domain, sleepingwithwoody.com. And I'm thinking of putting together an entire album of snoring <laughs> just seeing oh, where it goes. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, and I, I wonder if, like, am I dumb? Or do I have some kind of, like, ADHD where I just kind of give myself mental vacations far too often? Like, when I'm driving. You know, mm. like, driving is... You know what driving is like. Some people listening to this might be young, but... But for those of you who drive all the time, like, you know, you're just kind of on watch. You know, you snap you, to it when something out of changes. the ordinary happens. So, I've read a little bit about this. Your brain mm -hmm. waves change when you're driving. You go into um, what's very similar to almost a hypnotic state. I was going to use hypnosis. That's, right. that's why sometimes you'll be, you know, you'll be driving along and all of a sudden you're there and you're like, wow, that drive was really short this time. It's because you were fucking hypnotized and barely conscious for like 45 minutes. Because you're just staring at the road and the cars and just reacting and not thinking about stuff actively. So, I, and I, th I think I sometimes watch movies in that state. You know, I was just talking about Better Call Saul with Dr. Chiz. And um, he was pointing out some of the examples, like he parked next to a Cadillac that he has in Breaking Bad and this and that. And as he's saying them, yeah, I kind of knew all of them, but didn't really put it together because I was watching it while not giving a shit or just being mad that the story moves so slow slowly but anyway yeah so i think to myself like am i stupid would would i be three times as attentive if i was on adderall yeah. how would life be different if i just paid attention to stuff all the time instead of what i do now which is just pay attention off and on hmm maybe so or maybe you would fry your brain by having it uh turned on for for so long maybe <laughs> you, maybe your brain needs those those little respites from uh, from because it's just working on such a high level when you're actually focused on stuff. Yeah, super high. Maybe my brain is kind of like 
an athlete in that like for the first whatever like 40 years of my life it was just going all day all night never stopping work school work 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 several jobs part you know start forming my own businesses whatever all this stuff going constantly and then you know it, it i wore it out just like a you know just like an nfl player at 40 can hardly put on his own deodorant <laughs> <laughs> here i am with just a tired brain i don't know i don't know if it works like that it probably doesn't right yeah it probably doesn't work like that at all but but yeah so um yeah, getting books to sharpen your mind oh so uh if people probably just heard that he he broke up for me i don't know if it's me or if it's him but hmm. like before the show started we were having little, little bandwidth issues it could be the rain we're getting on the east coast who knows how is it now perfect oh, okay perfect. it was just a little glitch right there but I thought I'd tell everyone, like, yeah, it started working for a few minutes in a row, so we kicked off the show, <laughs> hoping for a, <laughs> hoping for an hour-long stretch of good audio. Yeah, the weather's been bad. We've we've gotten a ton of rain here. I wanted to go do some Has, stuff. Dude, it, we've had an awful winter in terms of like way too much precipitation, but the last like seven or eight days in a row have been nice, so I felt lucky. Mm. So, for whatever reason, I decided to put the vapor barrier in the crawl space on my new house by myself. So, there is some mold under my home. Not the bad, like, the black mold is apparently the really awful stuff that, like, makes people sick and whatever. Um, I have less dangerous, like, even not dangerous mold, but it impacts some people's allergies. And one of the causes can be uh, it being wet in the crawl space. So, you go under there, and the house is really big, but... um half of it has vapor barrier and the other half doesn't vapor barriers is plastic you put across the ground and it makes sure everything stays dry under there because the moisture doesn't just like wake up or something Colin and i have been applying it and it sucks <laughs> it sucks we're almost done but i also have to rip out some fiberglass and put it back and um i forget how i got on the topic i had a point in rolling oh it, with the rain we've been waiting for like i wanted to do a lot of this work while things are dry i didn't want to like lock in wet I wanted to lock in dry. So that's, mm -hmm. uh, it's mostly done now. Well, good. It's, uh, every, every day is a new, uh, new little step closer to moving into that place. It is. Now a lot of the furniture is arriving. I don't know which particular pieces are arrived, have arrived, but like we, we bought a, one of the things we got was a couch for the, for the guest house. And, um, when I pick that up, they're like, you know, there's all this other stuff here you could get. And I'm like, ah, I didn't bring the trailer, but mostly the house isn't ready either. You know, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't go rolling in new furniture into a construction zone. It'd be doomed. Yeah. But uh, um, as the furniture arrives, the only thing stopping us is the construction now. So that's cool. I think well, Jackie ordered the last of the lights today. So they're rolling in. Uh, yeah, every day. More progress. It's, it's good. Do you want to look at this paintball field? <sighs> sure. Nuketown. You sound so Yes, yeah, so it's uh, so they. I may have seen this. Yeah, they completely recreated Nuketown from Call mm -hmm. of Duty. Uh, it's just one of the fields that they have at this place. I noticed they also had something called low impact paintball that uses 50 caliber markers instead of 68 caliber, and uh, the speed is turned down. But that just sounds like pussy paintball. I don't. I want no part of that. <laughs> I so want sharpened got, paintballs. I'm yeah. I'm thinking about getting my first strike marker out and playing with it. Some um, my, my Tiberius or whatever. But they've got a few nice fields. Um, they're they're all kind of like this kind of scenarios and I, stuff built in. You know, I'm thinking about it. You know the lines of sight on Nuketown so well. You could probably snipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, just stay I, in that uh, place to the left. 
Have you? Uh, let me let me show you what what it looks like. It's pretty cool. Uh, that remember Wolf? Sure, I know Wolf. Wolf has a video on Nuketown. Do you want to watch it? Sure. Oh, I think I started to watch that. He has a, a helmet cam on too at the same time. Mm-hmm. Wolf is awesome. So we were talking about doing two paintball fields on a subscriber meetup trip. Is yeah. it too soon to talk about that? or? Yeah, we can talk about that. So originally we were thinking about going to um, Canada, Canada mm-hmm. and, and going to a park that's up there because they had asked if, um, if we wanted to come up there. But I think Chicago would be a better bet because there's two fields that we were thinking about um, doing it at. We could do it at uh, CPX Sports. Um, one day and then go to uh, I'm not sure what this other field is called Paintball Explosion Park and Pro Shop that's what it is uh, and I don't I think they're located uh, fairly close to CPX so we could do one day at CPX and one day at the Paintball Explosion Park and then I don't know what we were thinking is maybe do like a special like PKA package for uh, for the fans so they get a discount on paint and rentals and such and uh, let's see here's this video yeah. the business side of it is interesting to me so, uh, nothing to hide here. If you're a paintball field operator, what you really value are new customers, right? Returning customers are great, but new customers are, are the real key of it. You can't just milk returning customers forever and, and try to make a business out of that. And the demo on a show like PKA is mostly guys between the ages of like 15 and 25, like that kind of it nails our demo. And in the demo on a person who plays paintball is like mostly guys between like 15 and 25. So when someone like a paintball field operator, you know, partners with us, like we could possibly bring new people who take a love of the sport and become active players. Or yeah, they're def- just, you know, one day customers, but either way, they're not losing. They're doing fine. Yeah, definitely. So I think it'd be fun. Do you want to, so if you go to three minutes and 45 seconds in this video, because uh, Wolf's videos are pretty long. There's a big intro with interviews and stuff. And let me make sure this is Nuketown, though. This this doesn't look like it. Let it does say forward. Nuketown Part Two. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you want to you want to start at three forty five? Yeah, I'm at three forty four. Does that work for you? Sure. Or I could just play it for a second. Three, two, one, play. <laughs> If you're listening to the audio-only version of this, these people are moving through a paintball field, but that guy looks like Uh, T-Mark. But uh, it's houses and, like, construction. Yeah, I don't remember what this field is called. But is this CPS? Of, no, this is, uh, this is that other place. Uh, they've got a lot Hearing of fields like this. Wall, so Bedlam is CPX's sort of urban environment field, but this place seems to have a lot of um, places like that yeah, with um, you know buildings to hide in and windows to shoot through. <laughs> I love watching Wolf move, man. He gets all like tactical about it. And... Oh, yeah, look at his setup. <laughs> Do you remember we, uh, you probably remember, I don't know if you were there, but basically Wolf was like, we're pinned down, but it's like a hundred versus a hundred. And really the difference between the two teams was leadership. Our team was being like scared and we're like ducking down and, and the other team has their guns up and they've got suppressing fire and everything is going right for them and nothing was going right for us. 
So Wolf gets out there. He's like, all right, people, listen up. This is Wolf. We're going to get six of you on the right flank headed out past that van. Wait for my go. We're going to get 14 of you on the left. Pop up in the window. Wait for my go. And then he gets shot. And he's like, oh, I got shot. Never mind. We'll go. And we're like, wait, what? Oh, no. Our leader's gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. We were about to do something big, and they shot Wolf, and we were fucked. And nothing good happened. It's just like, just like real life. It was gone. Yeah, yeah, target the leaders. If you get a 745, that's where the, the, uh, the actual Nuketown map starts at. Alright, 745, not a problem. Are you there? I'm on my way. I'm here. 3, 2, 1, play. So we're chilling here with some other players. I saw this guy, he had a wicked damn dice set up. Full loadout on the tactical vest. I think they're getting ready to take out, to take off. Yeah, see, see, it's got, that's like the back of Nuketown where the fences are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You spawn there. Yeah, see, it's even painted the same. Oh, that's nice. I totally know this. They've got the carts yeah, on right? the ground. They've got the cover. Dude, I know all the lines of sight. They came, like, they did a really good job of mimicking this map based on what I've seen so far. And, like, oh, I, yeah. the, the construction of the porch in the back of the house is the same. Yeah. I was watching that, uh, that guy, we were, uh, those videos I was showing you earlier, the guy who play, was playing with, uh, I think he was playing with pistols, and he just sprinted straight through the house and made it all the way to the cars and in the middle of the map. Low, but these guys seem slow. Too much of his yeah. Body. Yeah, I don't, I don't... Covering his man's back. Well done. If I was on this map, I'd try to find, like, you know, four or five aggressive teammates who wanted to go to the bus with me. And, and just make a run for it right off the start. You can see there's he's just getting shot at so much. Yeah. <laughs> I think there might be too many people on the map. Like it, yeah, that it, could it be. looks like it's a 30 v 30 or something like that. And if it were like 8 by 8, then you'd be able to move a little more. It's hard not to be pinned down when there's this much paint flying. Do you remember when we did YouTubers versus subs at CPX? Yes. What was that course called? It played like a speedball course. It was where the pea gravel was, and yeah. they had uh, they had all those turkarters. What are they called? Turkarters? Uh, um, like I've drainage never heard pipes. that word before. But yeah, they were they were metal drainage pipes, and uh, it was really cool because they had a lot more people than we did, but we had way better guns, like totally OP guns, which evened it out a whole bunch. And yeah, I'm hoping we do something like that again. Yes, yes. And if, if you bring, like, a ridiculously OP gun, then I, I think you should just play with the Very YouTubers. Cool. Fuck it. <laughs> I, I wanna, yeah, I'd love that. I'd love to mix it up and play a bunch. Uh, I'm going to have to get... You know, I'm going to have to start running a little bit. i got to be fast. Every time I go, I'm uh, I'm too slow, I feel like, and my legs end up, like, burning like a motherfucker after we get back. I've started... Um... <laughs> so because of the house construction, for the last, like, four weeks, I've been going out to lunch every day. And uh, prepared food, things like Wendy's, KFC, whatever. Mm -hmm. I stopped. Today was the first day. I was like, I guess yesterday was technically the first day, but it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going out for lunch anymore. This is ridiculous. My weight's climbing. It's got to sink. So, uh, so now I'm I eating. I think better. I'm at, uh, I think I'm like 180, 
185 right now. You've got a knack, though. Like, it seems like every time you threaten, you know, too high a number, like, 25 pounds will drop. Uh, sometimes there's, like, a tragedy in your life, which aids it. And, yeah. and sometimes it's just, at like, a, a discipline. Like, you know, bam, I've, I've just decided to fast for three weeks. Yeah, and... I can't get... I think at one point, like, I was too... I was, like, 220 or something like that. And that was way too heavy. And I've uh, never been that heavy. It was way too heavy, and I went from there to like uh, like 160. Was that the tragedy uh, one? No, no. no uh, one. I think I I think I went down to like 170 or something like that. So I lost like 50 pounds, but it was over the course of maybe I don't know three months or so of working out and just eating normal mm-hmm. or eating right. I guess normal is relative. <laughs> I um yeah, I could drop some right now. Uh, I've, I've never been as high as 220, but I'm not happy with my number, and I don't want to tell everybody. Maybe after I lose it, I'll tell you where I came from. But uh, I, I wasn't I as heavy as I was the last time I went on a diet. I don't really want to lose any weight. I want to get faster. I think I'm going to work on getting faster. I think I'll... Because uh, I'm excited about this paintball now. And uh, Fuck I, gonna... speed. I just got to look good naked. That's all I need. <laughs> 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 if something chases me, then fine you got me <laughs> i don't care <laughs> i want to i want to get a little bit faster i'm gonna do some running do some jogging and mostly get my cardio up so that i'm not just you know but when i sprint to that school bus i'm not like oh, oh, oh. i'd like to be able to turn around and be like come on let's go and not be winded and out of breath and and just de- just dead so i'm gonna do some i'm gonna get on the uh, elliptical i think after we get down here all right good for you I'm just gonna not eat like a shithead. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> so that I uh, so that I drop weight. That's it's it. Everyone talks about exercise, but abs are made in the kitchen, right? That's the uh, that's the expression. I think it's pretty much on target too. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose so. That's. I saw. That, go on. Ah, uh, never mind. Oh yeah, that's always been my understanding of it. You know, eat right for for body fat drop and exercise for all that toning and fitness and strength and cardio and you know. But if it's yeah, just you've got to work out a lot to burn away inches. Like it's got, that's got. You've got to be running a couple miles a day before you're gonna start making a. Yeah. yeah. Making a dent, even. Um, yeah. So I guess. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna talk about wings, and I don't know. The wings decided to refocus on his career and sort of, not do the weight loss thing. And yeah, he says he's gaining weight. So we've got more of wings to entertain us now. That's there you all. go. More wings. Looking forward um, to having more of wings in 2015. <laughs> when you when you phrase it that way, like, "Hey, man, I really got to get my income, on, you know, settled. You know, I, I can't be messing around, you know, with Drew hanging out in the gym all the time." You're like, oh, "I kind of get that, you know." And he was working out like five times a week, and it was like midday. Even if that workout's only an hour, it's probably like a three-hour chunk a day. I'm exaggerating, maybe a touch, but you know, like when you prep your workout stuff and you go there and then you work out and then you leave and you shower and you know this as well as i do in the end it's it's what have you seen that that thing from schwarzenegger that's uh like his keys to success or motivational thing he he talks about he's like uh at one point he's like um stop he's like you don't get to sleep eight hours a night you sleep four now or he's just maybe (laughs) six maybe he cuts it to six and he starts talking about what you do with the other hours of the day he's like now you've got 18 hours to get everything done. And it's like, when you think about it like that, he could do whatever any of us could if we apply mm-hmm. that sort of 
if we worked like I was just being kind. <laughs> I was yeah, just being kind. If you work like fucking somewhat like like Schwarzenegger did, you know, if if then you'll if be you're rich, in, famous, governor, movie star, athlete. People make it sound like all he did was work out a lot, but you know, he it's spent time. Shit. He spent yeah. time with ballet trainers and all these uh, all these to to teach him balance and how to hold his body and all this uh, pose training, like learning how to do. You know, they're they're not just like flexing like. There's a very specific pose that they're going for, and an 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 ideal of like human male perfection that they're trying to achieve. He wasn't just like working out really hard and getting big. He's like, oh, my bicep needs to be more defined right here, right here in the bottom. This part right here needs to be different. And he's <laughs> and, going. And then the voice acting, like he became a real actor. And you know, people he's, will say he, that he's not an actor when, it, like, you know, all he did was a strong guy. And then to some extent, I'll admit that he's not. Like, I haven't seen, like, hugely dramatic roles, but there is a world of difference between someone like Schwarzenegger and your high school friends. You know, like, yeah. to take a camera and point it at a random person, and they cover their face, and they hide, and they do whatever. Take a camera and point it at a random person who's willing to be on camera, which already cuts off at least half the population. And they just, like, people can't do lines and look natural and, and just be at ease in front of a camera. Schwarzenegger is a real actor. He's not, um... Kevin Spacey in terms of like you know dramatic performance but he did something to become a real actor in a different language it got worked tremendously hard it's hugely successful uh it would have been nice yeah. if he didn't cheat on his wife and bang his housemaid and have an illegitimate kid and all that stuff but did um, you see that lady he, he banged no she looks awful you, really? you gotta see her you gotta see her you will not believe how unattractive his mate is um, wow um, Connor Schwarzenegger made. Yeah, just do an image search on whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, for real? Yeah. Well, why? <sighs> Maria, <clears throat> Maria Shriver <laughs> is way hotter than that maid. Way hotter than that maid. <laughs> way hotter. And and by the way, Maria Shriver when she was younger was super hot she was a um um like a morning talk show host she had it like a uh, you remember regis and kathy lee i'm dating myself who is it now kathy lee and regis Michael. and kelly right oh kelly ripa yeah kelly ripa is the one i was going for but now it's kelly ripa and michael strahan i think oh, okay yeah yeah so but anyway maria shriver was the kelly ripa of her day and she was just as cute you know she she had it going on and um yeah, I, I'll admit now she's probably 60 or something like that. Uh, she's not the 25-year-old version of herself, but she's good genetic material. Yeah, and this lady that, that he reproduced with is not good <laughs> genetic material. Though I see a picture of her next to her son, and he's like this colossal half-Hispanic-looking dude with, with like ripped arms. Really? <laughs> yeah. Let me uh, see if I can share this. Oh, yeah. They're like walking down the street. I think he's wearing a Batman shirt. Or she, oh, yeah. Well, we're looking at different pictures, but but the one you I see, you, yeah, you can see he's a big guy. Oh, is yeah. he holding a dog in your picture? Mm, I can't find my picture now, to be honest. I, I'm just scrolling through Google, Google Images. <laughs> I'm looking at him. Here he is holding a dog. Uh, <laughs> wow. He's a big boy. Talk about genetic I, stock. Yeah, Schwarzenegger. I don't... Yeah, he, he would. He, he should be reproducing more. He should. He should be. He should be having as many sons as he can have. 
we need more Schwarzenegger genetics out there. Yeah, I see. I've got a picture of him now in a little tiny bathing suit. It looks like he's a competitive swimmer, judging by the um, parkas that they're wearing in the background. Okay. And, um, yeah, that's... I've worn that outfit before. Yeah, if, if you're someone like Schwarzenegger, I feel like they should freeze your genetic material for the future. Like, we may need a race of Schwarzeneggers to one day defend us somehow or something. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know what we need? Socrates. Not the philosopher, but your friend who's awesome with an Xbox <laughs> controller. Because that's what future warfare looks like. We need all the nade shots and Socrates and Big T's and Rambos. Not... Not operating the, drones not stallone rambo the optic envy player <laughs> those are the people that will win <laughs> the wars of tomorrow yeah I, I think i think that's what socrates was originally doing he was piloting a drone but he tested really highly and he got promoted and i think is the last time i talked to him his job was something along the lines of like reporting to like some really higher ups like maybe some generals or something he was giving them the reports of what their surveillance drones uh, he was like, we're, we're finding. Like he was the one who like brought the reports to the higher ups of what all the drones were doing. He was kind of in charge of something. <laughs> it, so. so, Socrates reached out to me, and at this point, like I was a, I don't want to say hotshot YouTuber, but let's just go with that. I'm getting 13 million views a month, and things are going well. And Socrates reached out to me on Skype, and I was so excited. He's like, Hey, Woody, the new Borderlands is coming out. Do you want to play it together? And I'm like, Socrates is talking to me. This is so awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was a beast at every game. And I was, yeah, dude, I would have loved to have run through Borderlands with him, but uh, we never got together and did it again. Yeah, it was always fun playing with Socrates, playing Call of Duty. We would play uh, Black Ops 1, and uh, and he would just run like, I don't remember exactly, maybe UAV, counter UAV, then Blackbird. So he was just, and he would constantly be throwing them down for me. So I got a Blackbird all the time. I'm just wreaking <laughs> havoc. It was great, and he didn't mind. Like he, like he could, he sort of at will could get dogs pretty much whenever he wanted. Like every yeah. game for sure, just about. He's just crazy. I um, I reached out. So there is this guy. His name is Patrick Reyes, and um, yeah. let me see if I can find. I used to play with him a long time ago. Did you? Yeah. He reached out to me recently. He was like, "Hey, Woody, how you doing?" And I'm like, "Aren't you that guy who stole the hapage from me?" And, uh, cause we, <laughs> we had a deal. I forget what it was, but it, it, I, I remember what it was. So I had a pause and I wasn't using it much. And, um, he wanted to start a YouTube channel and his gameplay was right there with like the best on YouTube. Like it, I think in terms of how well he plays the game, like people like Mark of J and X Cal, and he would, he would be there. His commentary was an unknown thing cause he wasn't making videos, but uh, his gameplay was known and he was very good. So anyway, he wanted, I was like, dude, I'll give you a hapage. And then, like, the first, like, $200 your channel earns or something, use it to pay me back, and then then you're on your own, right? So, basically, I was, it was almost, it was a loan, but, uh, um, yeah, just, I, it was a loan, basically. But he was going to buy the hapage off me. Maybe it was 150 because I gave him a good price. And, uh, basically, he took the hapage. He never made a video, never paid me back. And that was, and then he, like, stopped talking to me because he was dodging me because he robbed me. And um, I was too trustworthy. I talked to him recently, and it turns out that he sold the hapage for drugs. And wow. uh, yeah, I think it was just pot. I mean, but but that's that's the scoop. Like I, I gave him this thing, he sold it, bought pot, 
And uh, he said that it made him look like a big man in front of his friends, that he was he like, dude, I stole this from Woody and now we're all smoking Woody's hapage. And, you know, like, <laughs> 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 so, uh, but, um, <laughs> so uh, after that, he wanted me to like visit his brother who was sick in the hospital. I have no idea where on the truth scale this, this lies. But um, I was willing to put everything aside and do it. You know, I was like, all right, whatever. Because I thought he was in the Northeast and this is before Christmas and I was headed up there. It was like, I'll, I'll swing by, you know. He said his brother was like a huge fan and always wanted to meet me or something. And now he's in the hospital sick. For all I know, he was going to fucking mug me, right? Like this was phase <laughs> two of his plan. He ran out of pot money. He's going to take whatever I had on me. But uh, but I went there and then he never replied to me. And that's kind of where our relationship stands right now. Uh, he robbed me. He asked me for a favor. I tried to grant it. And then he didn't reply to me on Skype. That's okay, then that's Patrick Reyes. All right. I haven't played with him in a really long time. Yeah, we used to play COD 4 together. He was, he was very good. Yeah, I used to play Modern Warfare 2 with him. I, did, he, I met him because we were doing game battles tryouts. And... Um, Basically, like, it was Wings and I, and we were, like, sort of interviewing players and stuff. We wanted six people in total, even though it's a four-man team, so that we didn't need 100% attendance just to play. Yeah. And um, Patrick Reyes was just beasting. You know, he was leading every lobby. He was doing amazing things. He sucked at call-outs, but we were so new to competitive that, like, I didn't understand. Like, I was just sort of getting a grip on their importance and such. Onslaught was my biggest pickup. He, uh, he, um... Like he was finishing near the top. Sometimes he'd be second. Sometimes he'd be third. Sometimes he'd be first. But he was totally like laying it down in terms of call outs and plans. And he, he had a, like a natural leadership inside him that, you know, he would just tell people which flags to hold and what to do. And and uh, that's how he got on the team. It wasn't like, he was a really good player, but he, he didn't he didn't rack up points the way the other guys did. Like And, and that's the top players. Sometimes it's not just their gun, uh, their, their like, stick control. It's their ability to find traffic and know what's going on that, that makes them so good in pub stomping. But mm -hmm. anyway, COD talk. Yeah, guy robbed me. Son of a bitch. And I tried to help out his brother, supposedly, or walk into my second mugging. I don't know. And, uh, and that got stuck there. Well, at least he didn't mug you. I got that going for me, yeah. yeah. Maybe I should tell him to bring it. All right, dude. I will put $250 in my back pocket. If you can take it, you can have it. Meet me. <laughs> Meet me in an alley. <laughs> we got a score to settle. It. Just bring him another PVR, man. <laughs> he'll, he'll turn it into money. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, I sent a few people PVRs. I think I sent... Uh... I know I sent Socrates uh, one. Mm -hmm. I sent a few other people one. They were just. I think I sent uh, JD Reed one impulse because mm -hmm. there were just a bunch of people whose gameplay was so good, and I was I was like, P other people should see this because like <laughs> I'm like I'll upload a video and like it'll be like my good game and you know whatever it is like 35 and three or something like that. But you know if you look at the scoreboard, Socrates is going like 60 and two in the same game, and it's like they really should be watching what Socrates is doing. Like, like, like I'm, I'm popping up through a window and like getting a two-man spray. He's jumping in a window and getting a four-man spray. It's, Some it's, people. It's completely different. Um, what was I going to say? Socrates. I don't know. I lost my train of thought. But yeah, they did. Yeah, those are the good old days. Yeah. New days are good, too. Yeah. Things are, are good. good.
It's uh, I, I noticed a lot of people like their excitement about gaming has faded. Like if you take all the big YouTubers from 2011, I just grabbed that out of thin air and you, you'll find like, yeah, I'm just not playing as much as I once did. It, it, mm-hmm. I don't know if the games are not as good. I, I don't know that anything has the same level of excitement that COD did at its peak. Yeah, it's it's hard to match that. There was so much. Uh, there were just so does. many people who were excited about it. As I, I'm, I, I'm correcting myself. I think League of Legends uh-huh. has an even bigger community and people who are super passionate about it. There's probably uh-huh. spot for a League of Legends YouTuber or Twitch guy, who like I, if my understanding is that people who watch League are more about the gameplay than people who watched COD, right? In COD, there was like this, I think of a three-legged stool. I think Sark said this. On one hand, you've got your commentary. On the other hand, you have your gameplay. And on the third, you have your production value, right? And and my videos always stood on that like production value, right? Like I was in 1080p before anyone else. I was disabled resampling. My videos looked good and they sounded good. When some people thought they were going above and beyond to get like some shitty blue snowball, I had like professional level like audio setups and um and then my commentary at least i think my commentary was really good my gameplay on the other hand while not embarrassing wasn't at the level of the other top cod guys so those are like the three stools the three legs of the stool i bet now in league there's a like a position for someone who's good you know interesting to watch but not a whatever it is diamond elite top player Mm-hmm. who just has interesting things to say and tips for regular people. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different makeups that you can have to be a successful YouTuber at something with gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're definitely right about that, yeah. Yeah. I've so, never played League of Legends. Never. I've never played it either. It's free to play. Um, I don't know what their monetization model is, but I'm pretty sure it's not pay to win. I think that if you give them money, you open more champions, and then... Um, you know, like, so if you were to go right now, having never paid anything, I'm making this up, but I think you would get like four or six champions to choose from. But if you were to pay, you could open up all like 18 champions. And, mm. and that's the model. Okay. But, uh, and, and they're supposed to be well balanced enough that, uh, you know, that you can play or do anything you want. Um, I don't have enough expertise to tell you how well balanced they are, but yeah. I'm, I'm sure a good player could beat me with any of them. Yeah, right. Like, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, it doesn't. It probably the COD skills probably are not gonna transfer over. I've I've watched people play a little bit. It looks uh, it looks a little confusing to me. I'm not sure what's going on some of the time. I agree. Right? With, with the way they have, I'm sure my terminology is awful, but like like the main character has different like minions, like little like tiny characters that'll attack people eight on one and that guy with one swipe of his mighty like beer keg takes all of them out i think that's an actual weapon and uh and and you know it, it looks like range management is a huge part of the game you know being able to just get within a pixel or two get your attack off and then get out of that guy's range um there's something called mana that you, that you have to manage a lot and then of course there's just being smart enough to be in the right place at the right time most mm-hmm. of the maps, they have lanes that take you from one side to the other, kind of like old COD maps. You know, there were three lanes. And, um, and you know, you just need to take things on and be near your teammates and not get 2v1'd. And I, uh, I'm no expert in it, but it looks interesting. Yeah. I'd I also like think it. it's, I don't know if it's at its peak, but I can say that it, it's also not like in its infancy where, you know, 
<laughs> there was a yeah, time in COD where it seemed like everyone who tried became a major YouTuber. And then later on, you kind of had to have something special to get noticed in the crowd. I think that's where League is today. Yeah, that makes sense. I wonder if it's even a game that I could get into, though. I bet if I go in there, I just get really destroyed by people who've been playing it for forever. That's why I'm not playing CSGO. You know, yeah. I just like I. Oh man, that, there's that game's so old as well. Like it's yeah, there are people who are 18 years old who've been practicing for a decade now, and they will <laughs> <laughs> and they will steal your lunch money. They yeah, that's do. not fair at all. I see some of the like trick plays and stuff that people do with grenade throws and and uh, and and you know they'll they'll get four man kill feeds and stuff, and it's clearly a whole nother level of skill that they're showing off. It's fun to watch. Yeah, I, I, hmm, I don't know what game I'd play if I were to get into something. I think CS:GO would be a lot of fun, but like you said, like really should have been playing that eight years ago or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, like should have been pounding the hours into that because I, I, I bet everybody who's who's good at that has hundreds and hundreds of days of playtime. Maybe I don't know. I bet they've got tons. It's crazy. Yeah, that's, hmm. huh. <sighs> yeah, and CS:GO seems to be a really popular competitive game too. Like it's it's player base is much much smaller than COD, but the crowd that the competitions draw are bigger. And they do some interesting stuff. Like you can make bets on mm -hmm. pro tournaments and then you, if you bet correctly, might get like a special knife or something in game. And they sell that stuff back and forth as well, I guess, because I, I see people, I saw some Reddit posts where the guy was selling some special knife, and mm -hmm. they were talking about how much it was worth, and people were like, oh, well, this and that, and everyone had different opinions about how much this knife he had in-game was worth, and, I, and that was just a foreign concept to me. I was like, it ain't worth shit. There, I don't care what color my knife is. There are a lot of players on Woodycraft who have, like, intermingled the economies between Woodycraft and CSGO. And it goes both ways. So like, like you might buy a rank on Woodycraft and then you get a daily kit and they will trade. They're like, look, I'll give you all my daily kits all week long for this knife in CSGO. And then they'll sell that for real life money. So that like the Woodycraft rank becomes like a reoccurring source of revenue that they can do to get like other in like virtual items that they trade for money. Or it'll go the other way where they'll be like, hey, if anyone has, you know, like I'd, I'd really like you to buy me this like a, an upgrade on Woodycraft. I've got this CSGO loot that I'll, I'll give you in exchange for making a purchase in my name. And then like there's a lot of people on my Minecraft server who are involved in the economy of CSGO, but not necessarily the game. Like they play a little, but what they really are are CSGO stock traders. And wow. they, you know, like the whole, the, the two things are intermingled. And I don't know that I 100% understand it, but yeah, they'll like, and, and things that like, when we reset a map, the value of something at Woodycraft Lake is high and low. Like it, if we reset a map and things are just started and fresh, people really, really want stuff. So they might dump everything they have in CSGO for some Woodycraft stuff. And then if it's like two or three months old, or maybe we're going to open another map like it, they'll dump all their Woodycraft stuff and put like, you know, sell Woodycraft, buy CSGO, and then, you know, switch back later and they go back and forth. It's interesting to me. And they're all little stock traders, but oh. they work with virtual items. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't and, think I uh, I don't think I'm going to get into that at all. That just seems like <laughs> way too much. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like if I tried as hard as I could for months, but hours a day, I would still only be a, a bad player. 
I'm gonna even attempt that. Yeah, and and God, like I just I don't want to go through the whole phase of letting my teammates down again. Like, (laughs) you know, when I first started, you really didn't want me on your team. You know, I tried, but you'd be better off, you know, playing six v five. You know, without me feeding them kill streaks. And then towards the end, you know, let you really did want me on your team. You know, like it, unless you're optic or something, I'd probably be a step up. You know. But uh, CSGO, like, oh, I'm going to start all over. I'm not even going to know the maps. I'm going to, you know, barely notice that spray paint on the wall that tells you where objectives are. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's not happening. I'm, I'm interested, and I, I really do enjoy the videos, especially the montages, because those seem more ridiculous. But <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do that. I've been enjoying the games you don't have to be good at, right? Like, we were playing Mount Your Friends a while back. Uh, yeah, knock yourself out. Like, it's not really about winning. Mount your friends. Mount your friends was fun. That was uh, it, when, when I finally figured out how to like swing the character. <laughs> and he's like spinning through the air. Yeah, that was, great. that was cool. And um, <clears throat> remember the game where we two v one Chiz, and it was really close. Yes, fuck yeah. Chiz. God, he's so, <laughs> he was so good at that game. I don't remember, I don't even remember what it was. It was um, I don't remember either. It was like little hedgehogs or something. We could jump, and the, it was a platform oh. that people could make custom games. Yeah. Um, yeah, it it, it was fun, but uh, dude, I felt like Chiz when we did the '80s trivia in the last PKA. Like we picked a game that I had had experience with and no one else did, and you're just like, you know, Budweiser party animal, Spud McKenzie, the pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of Spud McKenzie. <laughs> yeah, people thought I was cheating, but I, I was not, or you thought I was cheating. I don't know if anyone else did, but no, no I, I, I totally you. wasn't cheating. I and I could I could tell you what he wore. He had sunglasses. He had the one thing on his eyes, pit bull. He was white. Yeah. Yeah, you grew up in the '80s. Right. Yeah, I had a huge yeah, advantage. I, yeah. I, I pulled a Dr. Chiz. Then Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes came, and there was no there was no chance. Dude, in my head, as I'm reading the Schwarzenegger quotes, I'm like, I'm totally killing it with this accent. I didn't even know I could do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Arnold accent. <laughs> it's not like my German accent. <laughs> I was like, I, I really crushed it. I'll be Bach. And I was like, yeah, this is going really well. I didn't even know I had an Arnold in me. But. <laughs> they loved it. They loved it. Yeah, that was great. Uh, good times. Oh, I had an idea. It was not completely my idea. But um, you know how we do the monthly hangout with the Patreons? Mm-hmm. What if next monthly hangout, we watched a movie with the Patreons together? We could even stream it because it's just a private video call. It's not like it's Twitch or YouTube or something. We could stream the movie, all be in sync, uh, watch the movie, and like basically, you know, what you and Chiz and I do at night sometimes, do that with yeah. the fans. Uh, the I challenge is sometimes they come and go. So we'd need to really tell them in advance and actually go live at that time you know sometimes we're like oh i forgot about it it's two hours late we're rushing together no 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 we have to really be reliable on the time so that people can plan around it yep and then we'll start and we'll be watching a movie together with now that i would do if we could uh if we could pick like a sunday afternoon maybe or or sunday evening like something Mm -hmm. that's that's pretty good for multiple time zones even uh i would do that i i yeah, I'd do that. It'd like work. a Sunday at noon, 
we'll pick a nice movie. Um, you know, that Equalizer thing would have been good, but I'm thinking something like that, you know, with some action, with some surprise, and maybe a little gore. I don't know. And just hang out with everyone and watch. And if they have crackly, bad audio mics, I'm muting their asses. We could watch that, uh, that documentary about the dolphin fucker. <laughs> we could. I was thinking of something more AAA. I don't know what, but, uh, you know, a triple-A action movie. Heck, maybe that Lord of the Rings thing will be out. The movie you hated so much. Oh, no, uh, The Hobbit 3. Dude, that's way too long for this. Oh, you're right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it should be a regular length movie. I was thinking that would be pretty much the whole hangout, though. Like, we'd be watching a movie together. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be an hour and a half, and that would be what we do. Maybe we should see what they think about this because you know they're the ones paying the money to hang out with us. We'll we'll see what see if they like it. Then I'm totally down though. Yeah, that I I like the way you're going with that. So that's what we'll do. Yeah, I'm not sure what uh, what movie though. We'll have to think about that as well. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the, I, maybe you should pick the movie. I'm trying to remember how have I done with my movie picks. I had a winner and two losers. Does that sound about right? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Chiz has a Google document for it. So <laughs> I'm sure he's keeping score. It's funny. Chiz is so good with his Google Docs, and and Chiz works for me, right? I sometimes treat Jackie like that. I'm like, Jackie, I need you to fire up a Google Doc and talk about our lighting choices. I need a list. I need room assignments. I need this. I need that. She's like, I don't know how to do Google Doc. Get hope the teacher. She'll partner up with you. And you two are on this. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, why am I treating my wife like an employee? But it it just, Chiz and his Google Docs are great. Um, Yeah, absolutely. He's got them for everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's Google Docs for for sponsors and ad reads and uh, guest histories and guests yeah. and you know incomes and everything. There's a Google Doc for everything. So yeah, that, those things are great, and I like that they're editable. We can all you know change things about them, make them work better. That's yeah, cool. for collaboration. Like uh, I, I had wondered what was going to happen to Microsoft, uh, the Office Suite. Like you know, how would anyone ever pass this thing? Because once you get a standard. Like, and it's an interchange, like, like, let's say I'm a WordPerfect user and 95% of the world uses Microsoft Office, I'm fucked, right? I can't even send you docs. Like, you know, WordPerfect is just out of the loop. It's not a, you know, so everyone's standardized. And then how do you ever break that near monopoly? And then Google comes out with something you use in your browser. Bam, I shoot you a link. You can edit it. You know, if you've used another text editor, you know, 90% of it right off the bat. Like, oh, I see. You highlight the text. You click on the big B to make it bold. You click on the U to make it underlined. Like, you know, you know what you're doing. The same keystrokes mm-hmm. work, like control U, control I for italicize. Zoom. It's there. And we can all collaborate. And it's better. And it's available. And you, you, it's cool. I like it. Yeah, I agree. I like it a lot. And Chiz is great at that. Yes. Yeah, Chiz mm-hmm. is great at that. So, do you have any? Are you filming a video this week? I thought I thought you were. I'm working on it. Maybe it should be. It should happen this week. It depends if everything arrives in time. I'm uh, I'm waiting on some ballistics gel and some incendiary ammo. I've got everything else in place, hmm. and I'm trying to get my uh, my little short-barreled uh, shotgun. I'm trying to get the barrel threaded uh, for choke tubes so that mm-hmm. I can attach my uh, silencer to it. So it's <clears> you know it's. It's already a short barrel shotgun. It's only this long, and mm-hmm. I figure adding a suppressor to it would make it look really cool. I'm torn on the short barreled stuff. Like on one hand, it's kind of neat, and no one else has it because you need a special license. On the other hand, like, is it that cool? It's just a short gun. Like, 
There are definitely some advantages to long ones too. I like it a lot. I think as far hmm. as far as a um, I don't know. It's so nice to be able to shoot. I, I shoot out the, my my truck window a lot. Like I drive around the field, and anytime I see something I want to shoot, I'm just out the window with my gun and I'm shooting it. What are you um, shooting all the time? Anything I see. You know, anything that moves, really. <laughs> anything that moves. Right, so typically these are living, well, ex-living things. Yeah, like, like um, on a day like today, like if what I should be, what I should have done today is because it stopped raining around like 1 or 2 p.m. and then the sun came out, so the field was full of birds. They were all eating the worms who had come to the top of the soil. Mm -hmm. I should have been out there with my suppressed fucking uh, 300 blackout rifle just taking, it, taking them out. Um, but I like, I like shoot birds? I don't know. They explode when you hit them. Okay, okay. I, I didn't know if there was like a farm reason, like, you know, no, they're no. killing my worms and I really need my worms to, <laughs> for, to do my soil. No, nah, I just like shooting the birds because, you know, they explode when you hit them. They go, and feathers go everywhere like a, like a pillow exploding. Dude, um, my, my, so my current house, this is probably isn't interesting to you at all, but to me, it's awesome because my current house, the one I'm in right now, there's really no wildlife. Like every so often a rabbit will scurry or something and there's squirrels in the trees and well, I've just about covered it, right? You know, it's like a big event if there's a fox in the neighborhood. My new place, man, it, it's like the wildlife, the, the animal kingdom is out there. <laughs> you know, there's like a, every so often, like the neighbors, like, did you see the coyote yesterday strolling around? There's fucking coyote here? For real? Like, a, I believe my dogs could take a coyote. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think they, they're much bigger. And, um, uh, and then, of course, there's like deer hopping around, right? I don't have any deer in this house, not in my suburbs. There's, um, and then the birds, right? There's birds all over. Like, I'll look in my yard and there'll be over a hundred birds just there, like eating. I didn't even know they were eating worms. I thought there were seeds or something out there. But there's birds just all over the grass, popping down, trying to eat things. And then, um, then there's bigger birds soaring above, killing them. And then, like, and you can hear them as they chase them, like, oh, go! And and like like you hear that hawk like like it is there is there yeah it's like a, yeah you do it really do it again yeah so we have like birds of prey the hawks and falcons and shit chasing down like cardinals and things just and and you know like and sometimes they get away right sometimes they like you like they go from tree to tree to tree and then the hawk is just sitting there like on the on the limb like fuck you know the guy got away and other times mid-air collision burst of feathers like coming out and i'm like this property is so amazing there's like <laughs> animal kingdom shit going down right here and and then we have i haven't seen the the barn cat in a while um I'm hoping that he's still around, but yeah, we had a, a cat that would just kill mice and stuff. And um, I, from what I understand, there's a steady repopulation that happens. Like the litters will be born, then they'll just scatter about. I don't know if the hawks are getting them, if they're going to other places, but the feral cats are part of the wildlife scene at my new place, and I'm, I'm down for all of it. Yeah, crows and you may be seeing crows and hawks fighting. Because uh, crows hate hawks. Hawks eat their babies, and I don't know if they eat their eggs, but I know they'll eat their like baby birds out of the nest. So crows will mob a uh, hawk anytime they see one. So when we hunt crows, we play a tape through our game caller that's like a crow being attacked by a bunch of, uh, or a hawk being attacked by a bunch of crows. What does that sound like? <laughs> Do it. It's like. Ah! 
This is my bird accent. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you'll play a tape like that, and then the crows that are nearby is like, oh shit, you know, there's there's a there's a bunch of crows fighting a hawk. I'll join in, and then they run over and you blow them away. It's great. That sounds incredible. Yeah, (laughs) the only thing that doesn't live at my new house is me, and (laughs) that's what I wish we could fix. But uh yeah it's it's neat to me i look forward to all that stuff going down yeah you could hunt uh you could shoot those coyotes or foxes at your new place if you wanted to you can uh, use a game caller for that what'd you say i could use my you can use a game caller for that as oh. well you play like a tape of a wounded rabbit and uh you use like a small flashlight every five minutes or so kind of scan the area until you see lights and then you hit them with depending on the legality of your area you can use more candlelight but like a half million candlelight light, you just hit them with that. They're blind as fuck, and their their eyes are glowing in the in the night. And you just shoot them between the eyes with a scoped rifle. That's why you, that's how we usually coyote hunt. Hmm. Or fox hunt. I don't like shooting the foxes though. They're pretty. Hmm. I've I've never shot anything really. Just I mean, I've beaten to death the one squirrel who was already yeah. sick. But we should I, do that. Maybe we should go on a hunting trip and kill something big. You should shoot a deer. You should take its life and see. I how would you do feel. it. I would do it. And then, like, <clears throat> a little part of me is a little soft-hearted about it, but I feel like regardless of how the whole thing, I'd be slightly richer for having had the experience. I might kill more deer. I might be one and done. I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah. I want to, yeah. You'll know after you do it. It's, it's, it's just a lot of fun to do. It's Part of it is the preparation and, you know, all the things that you do beforehand. It was like we were hearing, um, what's his name, Star-Lord, talk about it the other day. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt was talking about why he likes hunting and 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 he liked being connected with nature and how you know the sun comes up and you're the deer stand and can we pause getting... for a second? Let this go down in history as the moment that Woody knew an actor's name. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was pretty impressive. That was pretty... <laughs> All right, carry on. But yeah, he, he was talking about the emotions and 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 I think he liked the camping as much as the hunting. He's like basically you're part of nature right like you didn't go there you were already there you know like the the sun is coming up the birds are flying around and you can't experience that unless you're hunting right like if you're just regular camping then you're an intruder there things are different because of your presence when you're a hunter you're not there you know you're you're just hitting you're up in a tree 20 25 feet covered in camouflage from head to toe wearing all kinds of chemicals that block your smell or make you smell like dirt Um, seeing things that people don't get to see because if people are there they don't happen you know only hunters get that he used the uh the the old analogy uh i guess it wouldn't be an analogy he he used the old saying uh, if a tree falls in the woods you know he's like but you're there so you hear it and it's like oh yeah that makes sense i like that so so there's that part of it, but you know there's lots of different kinds of hunting. I, as much as I like the uh, the sort of ambush style hunting where you sit in your deer stand or you sit in a, overlooking an area where the deer feed at dawn or dusk, it's a lot of fun in that fucking helicopter riding along, <laughs> and just just mowing down pigs. That's, I really want to do that. I gotta. I, I talked to Kitty today about a bunch of business stuff, and uh, she's wor- actively working on the paintball thing now. Oh, cool. Um, we, need to ca- we need to catch up on the uh, the pig hunting thing, though. Hmm. I really want to do that. But the paintball, it'll be just as much fun shooting our fans, I think, with a paintball gun, though, as, as it is shooting pigs with a, an assault rifle. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's a bunch of good stuff coming up. I, 
I feel like the the Patreon thing has just been like some of the benefits. We got the postcards out. We got the you know the, the, we do the hangouts. We do the um, of course PKN things like that. But uh, some of the other stuff coming. We're gonna do the the paintball thing is coming up. The warmer weather season's coming around. Um, I'm getting a new computer. Not not a new gaming computer, but I bought a Mac Mini. And with that, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna host the Google call on that with like a new Google ID. And then now whoever talks, even if it's me, the camera will switch. So yeah. <clears throat> like because way... some people don't understand that. It, <clears throat> it wouldn't make any sense for, for Woody's computer to to shift to his camera because it's from his viewpoint. So why would it show him talking? It just the program doesn't work work that way. You need another computer. Right. So we'll have this third person who's not really a person hosting the call and then just whoever talks it'll switch to all the time. And uh, and that'll be that. And that'll be kind of cool. So um Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, so I, I look forward to that. I do too. I think um, I think the paintball thing is going to be really cool. I hope we get a bunch of fans out and get to meet all those people and shoot them in the ass with my paintball gun. I really want to shoot some people with my paintball gun. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, I miss it. I was watching Wolf play earlier, and there was a, there was a, he was like on the back of Nuketown on the porch, and he was kind of like aiming straight down over the side of the porch, kind of camping, waiting on someone to try to flank around the back. And this guy walked straight under, and he shot him in the shoulder. And in my head, and I'd already told Chiz, I was like, "Oh, this is great. If he shoots the guy in the top of the head, it's gonna hurt so fucking bad." <laughs> and he shoots the guy in the shoulder, and he's like, "I didn't want to shoot him in the head." And I'm just like, "What? <laughs> Come on, Wolf! <laughs> you had your moment to set that guy in his place." We're calling you that. Puppy from now on. <laughs> he's got one of those first strike, first strike round shooting rifles, and uh, those those just hurt more. They're shaped, they're conical projectiles that are rifled and you know they've got paint in them they're a paintball but shaped like a, a modern bullet and they hurt a lot more do they have thing. like a f feathers on the back of them like a shuttlecock no not like a shuttlecock but they've got sort of i could show you a picture of one but they're just they're shaped like a conical projectile like a nine millimeter bullet really um search first strike round yep yeah. They, um, it's not exactly like a shuttlecock, but I can definitely see why I had that in my head. They've got, it's like a little paintball half circle in the front and then nearly a shuttlecock in the back. Mm. Yeah, you, I see what you mean. Yeah. I'm looking at it. And they're much, much more accurate. Uh, there's a little. Yeah, paintballs can kind of tend to curve and. You know, because these have effectively rifling on the side, they tend to go straight. Yeah, they're 25 times more accurate. Huh. It looks like it's shooting a 6-inch group instead of a 30-inch group from a standard paintball. Um, so they almost... they We were watching some videos of people that had scopes on their rifles, and they had a GoPro set up so you could... You know, you're looking through the scope Call of Duty style, and he'd almost made like a Call of Duty montage. I think his name was Pistol Pete or something like that. And uh, I know paintball cool. people hate Airsoft, but I'm telling you... Every airsoft gun is, is is like a first strike rifle. They're just very accurate. And and everyone has a scope or at least a red dot and you use it and the bullet goes where you shoot. I think it has a lot less arc to it than a typical paintball does. You know, just okay. Well, um <clears throat> the the field uh the uh, what is it? Uh, the field the place that has the Nuketown field, uh wherever that is in Chicago, they have airsoft. I'm sure. I think CPX does too. But I, but either way, we could play some airsoft. I'd be willing to try it. I've never played. I do both. The, like the knock against airsoft is a lot of people will pretend they weren't hit and like cheat. Mm -hmm. But um, 
when I played, I don't know if I was lucky or maybe because it was hot out, people had less clothing. Maybe that's a thing. But typically when I was shooting people, I'd, I'd shoot them a lot and they would begging me to stop. You know, it was like, I'm hit, I'm hit, I'm hit, I'm hit, I'm hit, I'm hit. Yeah. Your gun is no joke. It shoots, well, is it 400 feet per second? I don't even like know. It, yeah. It, <laughs> I shot one. I think we shot it in your backyard, and I was afraid of how hard that thing was shooting. <laughs> that wasn't the one I was using, but you're right. The, the gun I have is good. Um, the one I, I borrowed one that was also good and had a nice scope on it. People use the same scopes, like, you know, that you put on a real rifle in, mm -hmm. in, paint, in airsoft. And, uh, yeah, anyway, it it hurt enough that people didn't want to be shot anymore just like paintball you know so but okay i'd be willing to play that i i i, I don't i think i'm still gonna like paintball better just because i don't know that big paintball hitting somebody exploding and putting a white yeah. spot i enjoy that what's and nice so if i were to compare them uh what's nice about paintball is it hurts more there's more punishment to it uh it like the stakes are a little higher What's nice about airsoft, and this was a big deal for me, is the equipment is so much lighter. Like if you go out and paintball, especially in uh, like Living Legends, you're carrying what like six pods on your back. You yeah. know, even if you're fit, you're effectively a big fatty with all that gear weighing you down. Um, in airsoft, you can go out and like a coffee cup has more rounds than those six pods, so you're light and fast. And if you want to crawl on the ground or be really stealthy, you can do that. You know, that that, yeah. that was how I had all my success. I was crawling through the bushes and going places other people didn't want to go. Mm -hmm. And then I flanked them and I was shooting people from the side a lot. And um, I, if I you know, was in my paintball gear, then I'd just be too bulky, too big. You know, even like pink hall padded jerseys, if you wear those, I know you don't. They just make you big and heavy. And I think know. I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to try to build a, a paintball silencer. Um, they're, there's plenty of manuals on how to do that because <laughs> they... it, it, it'll make the paintball gun just completely silent just just really really quiet hmm. uh, so that so no one would hear you shooting at them it'd, just, it'd be like a whisper uh but you would you do still need the same license that you need to to make a fire to like like a like a regular silencer that's the drawback and it's why i don't think anybody actually has one that's legal i see people i see instructions for illegal ones on the internet and i see i've seen illegal ones at fields before but everybody's always like you got to get rid of that dude that's, we don't want you here with that shit. Like you just, you just make yeah. I, I, so you have the license to manufacture and use one, but like, I would need a two hundred dollar um, tax stamp. Yeah, tax stamp. That's what I'm looking for to buy it. Yeah, I, I I don't know what the process would be. I get, um, but I think it, I can just build one. I'm gonna look into doing that. I could do it with PVC pipe. Hmm. That'd be I'm cool. gonna do it just for fun and just register it. And whenever I'm done with it, I'll just destroy it, and that'll be the end of it. I may do that. That's a neat concept. Uh, all right. So coming up, better camera work, paintball trips, maybe some hunting stuff, and who knows? Oh yeah, what that's else. the thing about the paintball trip. We'll get ourselves a cameraman. We'll we'll, we'll have someone there shooting video the whole time of us, like from a third person, as well as getting some GoPros on the guns or on our helmets. So that'll be filmed and edited well. So we'll make sure that there's some uh, content to be had. After yeah, and some of the day. feedback I got from the last time is that they, while they probably like that, they really want some more vlog and like you know to feel like they were there kind of trips. Definitely, or, so. I mean videos. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard to do those without a cameraman who's like, all right, come on guys, get together. You know, <laughs> it's much easier to be like, all right, now I'm gonna go look for water. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's the show. Um, good times, Kyle. Yeah.